I never thought I would name a child after myself. A junior. A carbon copy. It never filled me with joy to imagine my son as myself. Perhaps it's a reflection of my own self-worth. The things I know of myself that I don't want to pass down. My darkness. My weight. Both of those things I don't mean physically. Or maybe it's a reflection of how I view children. Independent entities from their parents. Not necessarily bound to your belief systems or assumptions of how they should navigate their own adult lives. Or perhaps a little bit of both. Nonetheless, experience continued to reinforce this decision to avoid naming anyone Septo Jr. I proceeded to have sons who did not innately reflect my spirit. They were me in many ways, biologically, obviously, under my influence, but definitely their own people. I remember being told by family members how different my eldest was from me. I could see reasons for that. I thought maybe the next child could reflect more of me in a healthy, happy home, born from my best friend with purpose. This boy also carried a spirit of his own, one I had never experienced before. And good on them. I saw this as a good thing. Certain attributes of mine were signs of something unwell. I had been taught my entire life by the world around me that I was broken. I didn't work the way I was supposed to. I had strengths, things people well loved about me as well, but they all seemed to come at the cost of the flip side of that same coin. People were attracted to, you know, perfectionism, my talent, focus, work ethic, independence, but they were simultaneously put off by any sort of obsessive compulsive tendencies I had. My coldness, seemingly uncaring, devoid of compassion, introverted, short. My quiet confidence in myself came off as conceit. No craving to socialize or make others feel comfortable around me. I needed space. I didn't keep up or follow up. I didn't feel better than people. I just felt incompatible. I couldn't be like them. Most energy outside of myself acted as an irritant. Like I was too sensitive, an allergic reaction. I loved, I cared for others, I, I felt good things, but they stopped on the inside. They didn't show on my face. People needed to know me intimately, all of my tendencies to know I was not upset. To know I loved them. To know that I felt things. I feel a lot. But my words were too literal, my voice too monotone, my expressions too reserved. It, if I absolutely loved the gift you handed to me, I couldn't show it outside of me telling you, I love this. Thank you. This usually was not enough for others to love me back. To trust me. I've been accused of not caring about people that I love. I've been hurt by people who didn't think I felt enough. When you don't get that reaction you want from me, perhaps you think I don't get it. So you turn the knife. Dig a little deeper. Unaware of the pain behind my poker face. I tried to rise to the occasion many a time. Be the person others wanted from me in my expressions. But it felt forced again and, and irritant. I was uncomfortable. And thus I embraced myself eventually for the most part. My broken incompatible self. I was told so many times by so many people something was wrong with me. So I accepted that. I understood how this could be true. I didn't have the easiest upbringing. My cold compartmentalization of emotions could be a trauma response, right? PTSD from the wars I've seen, violence I've experienced. 
pain I internalized, stress compounded from a young age, selective memory eradicating things deemed as unhelpful or unnecessary, blocking out traumatic experiences, like a self-induced pill for depression or anxiety. The filter I viewed life through was born from an instinct of self-defense. There was no other way to survive myself after those experiences other than to disconnect and compartmentalize. Flesh and mind separate. Emotion, expression detached. Instinct and action divided. A broken human. How could any child of mine in a healthy, loving, emotionally, physically, spiritually stimulating and nurturing home have these broken characteristics, right? They didn't have to and should never need to live through the damage that I did. My last name was Abdul Sami. This is the result of disconnect, a mother and a father who are separate, not in agreement. I always saw my name as representative of a lack of foundation, a lack of oneness. So in my adulthood, I changed it. Abdul Sami. I kept the Abdul as my middle name and removed the hyphen. I removed the fragmentation from my name, made myself whole. I gave my wife my last name, Sammy. My children carry that name after my father. When my youngest son was on his way, I decided to honor my grandfather, one of the most wise and loving men I have ever had the pleasure of knowing, and give my new boy the name Abdul for a middle name, the name I inherited from my grandfather. That would make him and I the only two Abdul Sammys in this family. I understood what that meant in terms of connecting us, and I even remember thinking, hmm, looks like I named a Septo Jr. after all, in my own creative way. It's interesting how much power a name can have. My youngest came through my wife as my spitting image. Those who knew me as a newborn were emotionally taken aback at the, at the sight of him. He had an energy about him that reminded my wife of my presence when I was away. He was quiet very easy baby didn't complain went with the flow rarely heard as the youngest in the house he was loved cuddled embraced around every corner by parents and older siblings filled with nurturing and healthy energy constantly switching focuses for a second my wife has 12 fingers well she had 12 fingers they're not really fingers more like extra useless digits on the side of each hand she was forced into surgery to have them removed so when our first son was born it was no surprise that he came with those little extra digits as well we scheduled an appointment to surgically remove these digits from our only months old newborn he came out that room screaming crying bandaged up my wife cried he cried it was a lot we kept him close, nurtured him to happiness and health over the next few days. After a couple weeks, the bandages came off and he was good as new. So it was no surprise to either of us when our second was born that he had those extra digits as well. We knew the routine now. Scheduled the appointment, sent my little Abdul Sammy into the surgery room and waited frantically. I consoled my crying wife and kept my stress to myself smiled and maintained the strength I always provide for my family. When our months old baby was brought to us, he was quiet, as always, normal, bandaged up, calm face, no crying before, during, or after surgery. He took on the experience very differently from our first. 
At the time, we saw he handled the whole ordeal very well. At home, though, we noticed as he sat there that he was shaking. Just slightly. No tears, no sound, but a shiver. He was in pain from the surgery. If we weren't as present or engaged as we were as parents, this realization could have been completely overlooked. He was not communicating any of his pain to us. He just sat in it. Like he was just learning the pain and accepting it as life. Our youngest is turning four this year and he spent his years with us continuing to reinforce these characteristics. His expressionless face, his monotone voice, we love it. And we know him intimately enough to understand him and the tornadoes of emotion and sensitivity within. When he looks at you with those unreadable eyes and says, I like you, in a robot tone, so dry that he seems upset, we understand how deeply he means those words. My wife tells me that she understands me more today after mothering him. We're exactly the same, which brings me to my own epiphany. They're wrong. All this time, I have thought I was deficient. I'm not broken, I'm me. All the ways I was told I didn't add up to a full human being, that these characteristics are the result of an unhealthy life or trauma, that I need to be different from who I am. I look at my healthy, unobstructed, well-loved, unbroken little Abdul Sami and I am filled with a confidence to be myself, to embrace who I am positively, to better myself as well, but know that my foundation is not the result of a bunch of wrong, but rather something special. Not a deficiency, but an individuality. My youngest taught me that there are others without trauma like me. I have been wrong before and I have been impacted by my past, but not in the ways this world has always told me. Not every bit of my perceived introverted withheld personality is the result of brokenness. My identity is not chained to trauma. I'm free. I go by the name of Septo.ca, and this is the left column.